Hey everybody, it's Griff here. Welcome back to another episode of the Hideous Laughter Podcast. At the top of this episode, I just want to give a big thanks, especially to our patrons. I know that with the COVID-19 outbreak, a lot of people are, for lack of a better term, strapped for cash. And those of you that have continued to support us during this difficult time are really helping us a ton. So thanks again for all of your support, especially now it's a huge help. On top of that, I want to note that our backlog continues and is still set up to keep us through another couple of episodes before we have to even think about remote recording seriously. So you guys should not see any delay in your regularly scheduled programs. To us, that's a big deal. I know a lot of other shows might be going on hiatus at this time, and we still want to be here just so that you guys have something to entertain you through this. With that, we might have a couple of cool side project things in the works in order to provide a little bit more content. So keep your ears and eyes open for that. Without further ado, here's episode 89, Plants Labyrinth. that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 89. Guys, how's it going? How's life? Oh, it's going. It's, it's going. going. Yeah, yeah, it's going well. Okay. So I, I like mean, not well, but well, it's it's going though. <laughs> We're all still alive. That's something. <laughs> That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It is nice. That I guess you could call that a positive. Yeah, we wake up every day. We wake up every day and keep on trucking. Uh, Are you guys of doing else, okay? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> no, I was just gonna try and leave that topic somewhere else. Uh, I'm a little worried about my friends now. So speaking of something we all probably do almost every day. See, what you drinking? Hey, buddy. I am drinking a Stargazer. This is a black IPA with coffee infused into it made by Land Grant. Um, I love black IPAs. This one is fine. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> that's rough because I'm a huge uh, black IPA fan, too. They, they might be my favorite kind of IPA. I've, I've never found one that I've hated. Hmm. And uh, this is just okay. But you know what? I bought six of them, so I have to drink them all. Hey, is what it is. Speaking of uh, having to drink them all, Brooks, you got an interesting beverage over there. I do. Thanks, Griff, by the way. Um, this is the Smirnoff Seltzer. Red, white, and berry. Here goes. Um, I would call it... Anonymous fruit. 
anonymous. Um, I was just about to ask you what flavor <laughs> is red, white, and berry. Oh, that is a good. Um, I did forget that. What do they bill it as? It's like least? it's like a bomb pop, right? I think that's what they're trying for. It's cherry, citrus, and blue raspberry, but it's really not overly anything, and therefore all bland but not horrible. My, I think the best part about the whole thing is that the can turns blue when uh, it's cold. Oh, so I think that says a lot about the drink. They've taken the Corona <laughs> gimmick and or not Corona gimmick, uh, Coors gimmick, and uh, transferred it to Smirnoff seltzers. They have, and uh, I, I think, I, I think it's the the coolest part. It, you know, it, it's really brought brought a good light to uh, to my day so far. Well, to be honest, speaking of someone who brings a good light to my day, hey Haley, what you drinking? Uh, I am drinking the Shutterwood Martini, which is chocolate milk, Bailey's Chambord, and chocolate liqueur. And how is it? It's uh, creamy. Yeah. Like it already. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's creamy and chocolatey. There's not a lot, like, that I'm angry about, but I also would not choose this. Okay, fair very fair. Speaking of somebody who didn't choose a lot of things at this table. Hey, Emily, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't even get to choose my drink today. A random flavor. Uh, so I'm drinking a White Claw Lemon. It's my first time trying it. Oh, yeah, it's just like faintly lemonade tasting. Mm, speaking of faintly lemonade tasting. Hey, it's me, your GM Griff. Huh? I mean, you have to taste to find out. It's all the lemon oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And I'm drinking a new brand of seltzer called Vizzy Hard Seltzer. I'm having the hint of blueberry pomegranate flavor. And I'd say it's a little bit more than a hint. That is almost a blueberry muffin level of blueberry. I'd say in terms of like if you were going no blueberry at all to actually eating a blueberry, it's about blueberry muffin. All right. Pretty oh. damn good. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to try that. Yeah. In time. Or recommended. Recommended. So guys, we did all of our roll offs preemptively. So we don't have to do that this time. We all know I'm next. Fuck it sucks. Roll the one. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to pay for it. Uh, but you do have some uh, new shiny click clacks in front of you. That's right. We do. And we love them. I made everybody, uh, everybody is set. Everybody but you, Steve, opted for their uh, set based off of their HLP main character. <laughs> That's right. I opted uh, when I when I was asked um, what I'd kind of like the flavor for them to be. I requested st- uh, Saw instead of Matumbe. Um, and Griffin came up with a really cool, sparkly, tigery flavored, uh, you know, look to them. And they're, they're really cool. I like them a lot. Yeah. If you ever roll those against a Carol Baskin themed NPC, I think, uh, I'll give you advantage. It's, it's, it's Baskin Bane, right? It's Baskin Bane. <laughs> I love mine. Uh, I am currently going off of 50 shades of green on all of my sets. And so far I love it. But Ikmer's not green. Um, moving on, my set of click clacks are awesome. Um, they have lots of little colors all over inside of them. I really like them. 
my set are for Freya, and they're a beautiful green, and they have some gold and some sparkle. And then there's also, uh, if you hold them up to the light right, you can see some internal moss on the inside. So they're pretty cool. Oh, I don't know if I uh, mentioned that the the colors that are trapped inside the dice are su- supposed to represent all the uh, people that Eclipse traps inside herself. Nice. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are curious what these look like, uh, I know the crew just painted vivid word pictures of uh, of how they look. So uh, if you want to see them, check out our Instagram. We should have them all posted by this episode. And with that, I think we need to get back into the meat and potatoes of book three. We last left our heroes getting a tour of Askinor Lodge. And uh, Bellic, the porter, took them room to room, kind of gave you the lay of the land. Then the party split. Surprise, surprise. And Freya and Eclipse kind of trolling around for other other guests wanted to meet some of the other people in the lodge while Matumbe and Ikmer went upstairs, went to the reference library to try and get some studying in, try and figure out a little bit more information about the whispering way. And that's where we find ourselves really kind of two, (laughs) two actions in progress. So where I want to start is the conversation that, Eclipse and Freya were just about to have with this upper 30s, younger 40s woman and who looks like a a noble and her friend, we'll use heavy air quotes there, um, her own personal strength, <laughs> who appears to be a huntsman of some sort, maybe, you're not sure. So I believe it was Freya that was going up to the table. Yeah, so Freya introduces herself and follows up with, you seemed pretty interested in what we had to say. I didn't want to be rude and leave you out of the conversation. Oh dear, I thought it was so funny that you were talking to, uh, well, the the matron of that <laughs> brothel. Forgive me, but what's so funny about it? She seemed plenty nice. Oh, she's plenty nice. We've just been here a while, and you didn't strike me as the type that would um, use her services. You don't have to use the services to be nice to someone. Well, it's all the gossip when somebody's talking to Madame Ivania. Everybody wants it. A lot of the men here seem to be very secretive about their conversations with her. I mean, there's no need to shame her. She's doing her job. It's fine to just have a conversation with her. You didn't see us interacting in any way that was getting a service. Well, you asked why I was interested, and I told you. So how has uh, your stay here been? Oh, it's been lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Me and my man Ostovoch here have been, well, having a blast hunting foxes and standing out on the balcony in the moonlight. Oh, that's so cute. How long have you guys been together? Oh, funny of you to assume that. No, he is my personal guard and guide. 
Oh. What's he guarding? Um, how has the fox hunting been? It's been wonderful. I, I haven't caught either of your names, and how rude of me I haven't introduced myself. My name is Marquisa Wilgury. A pleasure. Well, Freya has already introduced herself, um, but my name is Eclipse. Eclipse? What exactly um, are the two of you doing here? We don't usually get um, adventuring sort. You're kind of a curiosity, if you don't mind me saying. Not at all. We're here for a vacation. Everybody could use some rest now and again. We actually were hunting with Durston. He'll probably tell you plenty of stories about us. Durston, that fool. <laughs> what a buffoon! You went hunting with that man? I'm surprised you made it back with your lives. The way he'll tell it, he saved us all. But, uh, uh we're pretty strong on our own. We can we can hold our own. Well, you must be. This is a, it's a testament to your strength that you made it out of a hunt with Durston. That's why we need the vacation. I'm sure he won't give you much of a rest around here. You hunt with him once and, oh, he never lets up. He's just going to want to hunt with you again. Have you ever gone hunting with him? No, no. I've never hunted with Durston. Um, I have my man, Ostovach, to, to keep me company. And when I want uh, to hunt anything a little bit more exotic, well, a woman of my means can afford a personal hunt with um, Delgros, one of his rarer um, prey. Ooh, what's the most interesting thing you've hunted? Well, little old gal like me, uh, I like to s uh, stick to the foxes normally, but I have brought down a grizzly bear one time. Uh, I won't say it wasn't with a lot, without a lot of help, but it did happen. Is that something that Delgros would normally keep and go hunting with? I figured that's more of a normally in the forest thing. Oh, what? the wolves of the forest generally kill bears. <laughs> there aren't very many bears in the Shutterwood, dear. Oh, so you pay the exotic animal expert to hunt bears? Or they call him Delgros Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, a bear is something, at least for someone of my skill level, um, the kind of prey that I would... I almost went along for the ride to uh, see it be hunted, less so than hunted myself, if you catch my drift. Are you ever worried about the wolves in the woods? They seem pretty strong. You know, I'll be honest with you, Freya. We haven't gone out on a hunt in a couple of days. Mainly because of the wolves. We've been hearing some things about... Um... Well, that there there wouldn't be many foxes. About Ostovach has done some tracking and um, hasn't really found very much game out in the woods since since maybe a couple of days ago. And so uh, I usually send him out early morning to, to kind of prepare for the day's hunt if we're going hunting. And he hasn't really come back with any good news, any, any prospects. So we've really just been relaxing here and it's been, it's been delightful either way. Any rumors about why the wolves are taking out these animals? It seems a little different from their normal routine. 
Oh, I don't know. I, Durston will tell you they're, uh, they're out there to kill everything, but that wouldn't really explain their change in behavior as of late. Um, Delgros might know something more. I haven't asked him about it, honestly. Uh, Ostevaj, do you, have you heard anything? No, ma'am. I've just heard that Delgros is the man to talk to about the wolves. Thank you. I think we'll go. Ha- we'll have to go ask him about that. After we experience some craziness in the woods, I'd like to understand more, just in case we get dragged out on another hunt. Craziness? I haven't heard of anything. What kind of craziness? Just so I can be aware when I'm going out. I'm sure Durston can tell the story better than I can. But there was a stag found dead in the woods. We were going to check it out. We encountered a lot of strong creatures. We made it back, but not all the helpers did. What kind of strong creatures? Well, we fought some boar, and then the wolves came out. We barely escaped. You're talking wolves that walk like men, right? Yeah, we couldn't see many of them, though. They stayed back in the woods. To hear Durston talk, you'd think that they're coming closer and closer to Askinor every day. I haven't personally run into any of them, but that's disconcerting news, to say the least. I'm sure when Durston tells the story, uh, I'll match the two up, and my guess is that yours will be the more truthful telling of the tale. He sure has a way with words. I'm worried about that poor boy. I think he truly believes it. He's got a death wish. I know it. The Marquisa knows it. Everyone in this lodge knows it. Except for Durston. (laughs) What a fool. He's just... He's not going to last very long if he keeps this up. Well, as long as it takes us with him, next time he goes for a hunt, he should be okay. Well, as long as you let him have all the glory, dear, I'm sure he'd be fine with that. But if not, I'm afraid he'll go out on his own again. Can't have that. We'll see if he gets any more hirelings. They seem to be, they seem to be coming into the, into the lodge in greater numbers lately. How, how long are the two of you planning on staying? Uh, I'm not sure if we really have an idea yet. So far, we're uh, riding on Durston's dollars, so, you know, if he cuts us off, maybe that's when we'll leave, but otherwise, we're just kind of relaxing for now. Well, for, for as daft as he is, he certainly has a lot of dollars. I'll give him that. Yes, it's been very nice, very convenient for us right now. So, with that, I mean, we're just gonna kind of hang out here, and if we get bored, or if we get called away to another adventure, then maybe we'll leave. Or if Durston kicks us out because he doesn't want to pay for our lodging anymore, maybe then. So, really, we don't know. We're relaxing. Kind of like you and uh, your man here. It's Ostevoch. I know. I'll, I'll thank you to know my name. 
Well, I've only been here for about a week and a half. But Ostavach here, he came ahead of me, uh, about a week or two ahead of me, just to scope out the situation. I've been a little bit disappointed, so we may cut our stay short, um, just given the whole fox hunting situation that's happening here. Um, I was really hoping to, to get a little more hunting in, but staying in is not always the worst thing, I suppose. The Lotcha has quite a bit to offer. Have you done some exploring around the place? Found any secret rooms or hideouts? Well, not secret rooms per se, but you should try the hedge maze. It's um, it's quite fun, quite a, quite a nice little way to pass the time. Um, Ostavach and I have, have taken a walk there, uh, a time or two, especially pretty by moonlight, I'll say. Is it fairly private then? Relatively, yes. Um, it would be quite difficult to peek in on the on the hedge maze. Uh, not that we cared about the privacy of the place, but it is um, a little bit secluded. Yeah, you'd be hard pressed to peek in on anybody in the in the maze. I scoped it out. What? I mean, <clears throat> uh, it's the hedges are tall. What else uh, is there to kind of occupy your time here if you're not hunting? Because um, hedge mage sounds like maybe a one or two times at most. What else can we do? Well, there's a great many books and realistically performers are still brought in to Askenor. We usually have one every night, uh, whether it's a singer or a dancer. Um, it's... Some some pretty talented bards have, have come through here, and that's usually a nice way to spend the afternoon. Plus, the waitstaff is wonderful, and they pretty much will cater to your every need, so it's really easy to just kind of relax when... Um, when apartifs are being brought out at any any hour of the day. Well, thank you so much. This has been very helpful for us. Any time, darlings. I mean, you obviously know the other things that there are to do. And she kind of winks at you <laughs> <laughs> because of who you were talking to. Uh, make a perception check. I'm going to use my new dice. Um, I'm pretty sure we can all see that they're holding hands. <laughs> Sixteen. Twenty-seven. Yeah, with a twenty-seven, uh, you can kind of notice this maybe in the tops of his cheeks, even though he has a pretty burly beard. At the mention of, or at the allusion to Madame Ivania's yeah. services in the wink, um, he kind of like blushes a little bit and fidgets in his seat. So you could tell in his cheeks that he was clapping cheeks. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> I don't I don't want to touch that right now. Um that'll be for later. That's he information. I know. <laughs> yeah, good information, good connections to have. Sure. So um I imagine you guys bid your farewell. Uh, you're probably going to be seeing a decent bit of the Marquisa and Ostavach, given that 
they're two of the limited number of kind of guests of import here. So let's move back to the library. Before we get too far into the library, I just have a question about these two characters and I guess the the guests overall. Are would they be considered more more social than some of the other ones that like don't come out of their rooms? Would they be considered more social? I think Duriston, when he was talking to you about like the the people that are in the lodge, didn't necessarily give a indication that the Marquise and Ostevach are more or less social, but it seemed like she was maybe a little more gossipy okay. than okay. some of the others, uh, and maybe some of the others keep to themselves a little bit more, or are, as, as you guys noticed with uh, Silas Graydon, that uh, are are more focused on, like, I'm here to haunt. I'm not here to socialize or, like, Duristan's kind of the same way. Like, I'm here to set up a werewolf hunt. I don't really, like, I'll fuck around and I'll tell stories and stuff, but realistically, that's my main concern. Okay. okay. Whereas you guys just got the vibe from the Marquisa that, like, yeah, I came here to hunt foxes, but, like, I don't really mind sitting on my ass for five days in yeah. this lodge and, like, getting pampered either. Um, so I think, I think that's kind of where you'd be with, uh, the guests you've met so far. Thank you. Yeah. So we head to the library and, uh, you guys had just had a conversation with Estovian. Yep. Uh, kind of at least hinting or indicating your, um, your reason for, research i guess and and that is that you were looking up information on the whispering way mm-hmm. you mentioned that there might be like a connection to the lodge or maybe they like pass through here so estovian offered the guest books but he said he could only get those to you by the end of the day because he needs to run it through bellic sure like he needs to have bellic get it prepare it bring it to you guys etc and it's likely not the porter's like main concern for the day. So I want to treat the library, and this is not how it's written in the book, but Paizo has done a really cool thing, and it's come up in a couple of their more recent APs, where I think it's from Ultimate Intrigue. Yep. They, it's almost like combat with the library to get information. It's a new way of researching that I think is really, really interesting and really fun. At least much more fun than, oh, you hit a DC 25. Here's a big blurb of information, right? Mm -hmm. And so I want to play it that way. So you guys are in the library, Matumbe and Ikmer. You can spend the rest of the day researching. What's going to happen here is that there are every library, the way these rules work is that every library has a couple of knowledges you can roll in order to get information. And they all provide the same information, but you kind of want to use what you're best at. This library allows knowledge local untrained. So you can roll a knowledge local untrained in the library. It also allows knowledge arcana and knowledge religion. Every check made in the library has a plus two bonus. Ikmer, if you wanted to aid Matumbe, you could do that with a knowledge local. 
And we'll kind of take it from there, and I'll explain some of the other rules of it as we get to them. But for right now, you guys are just trying to find some information. You didn't really have much success with a perception check at the beginning, uh, trying to find like a pertinent book. So now I'm going to I'm going to take it to the knowledge checks. All right. Um, so I imagine Matumbe might be posted up at a desk with a couple stacks of books sprawled all over the desk. Maybe one's right in front of him. He's going to instruct Ikma. Ikma, I'm going to need your assistance here. I will dig through the tomes as much as I can, but I will need you to be my runner and fact checker. Here's what I will need. You are going to be bringing me books. Ignore anything contemporary. Look for things in the titles such as occultism, cultish, any sort of religion, uh, ancient orders. Check those tomes out. Look through a table of contents. If it seems relevant, bring it to me and I will investigate further. If nothing appears relevant, leave it on the shelf. How long have we been in the library? Essentially, undertaking this task is an eight-hour research day. But how long have we been in the library since we have gotten in there initially? I'll say you guys have been in for like two hours. By the by, the time Estovian came in, kind of checked on you guys, tried to maybe help a little bit, and then offered you the the uh, guest book. I think that happened at around you guys having already researched for two hours. Perfect. So, um, I don't know, Griffin, I'm... I'm thinking I might be able to have a bonus to my speed based on caffeine bonus (laughs) uh, (laughs) to find these books. Well, you're going to be using knowledge local, um, but yeah, fuck it. I'll give you, I'll give you a, I'll give you a plus plus one circumstance bonus on top of the um, plus two knowledge bonus from the library to uh, because you're hopped up on caffeine. Oh, I was a, this, that's even better than what I was thinking. I was hoping just to get just the traveling to and from the from a tomb base desk to to uh, maybe the we'll call that what the circumstance bonus <laughs> okay. is. It's like maybe you're not bringing back better stuff, but you're bringing back a higher <laughs> quality. Bringing me, of stuff. bringing me fucking volume. Yeah. Um, if he's assisting with the knowledge local, do I have to roll knowledge no, local? You can okay, roll cool. any of your checks. It's just. It's mainly like you can assist with any of the checks of the library and you can roll any of the checks of the library. So tomorrow, if you wanted to get more people involved in the library, you could roll a check and Eclipse could roll a check and you would both be able to essentially damage the library. When we get there, I'll explain that a little better. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going to use my best knowledge to start off with. I'm going to start out with a knowledge religion. Knowledge religion. Okay. Natural one. Natural one? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, terrible way to start off the day. But, I mean, it's still decent enough. My inspiration was at a five, so that's going to be 22, situational 24. Ikmer, do you aid? Matube, I'm going to need a beer for this. Oh, yeah. On a, with a 12 on the die. From Damn. Beautiful new, beautiful new die. Uh, so with Ikmer's caffeinated speed. <laughs> You actually, with the natural one, <laughs> and, and it's because your inspiration died, let's be real. Oh, for sure. But uh, with the natural one, you succeed at meeting the check to uh, roll damage on the library. What this character is built so for. So how many ranks of knowledge religion do you have? Five. 
You have five. That's perfect. Is it a class skill for you? I'm sure it you is. You know it is. <laughs> so when you have five ranks in one of the knowledge skills, and it is also a class skill, you get to roll a d12 wow. for the damage. If you only had one or the other, it would be a d8. If you had, or or you could have ten ranks in a skill, and that would overcome the need for it to be a class skill. Okay. Um, so you get to roll a d12 plus your intelligence modifier. Nice, beautiful. For, for reference, out of all of the um, all of the skills that I have points in, uh, one of them, fly, is not a class skill. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, I rolled a natural one earlier, but this d12 netted me a ten plus my intelligence, which is at a four. Um, that's fourteen. Fourteen. Dang, nice. that's great. Um, so you get, you actually get, and I think this is because Ikmer has a, uh, an interest in the topic as well. So he might be feeding you some books that don't necessarily have the occultism tag on them. Yep. Um, so you do get some whispering way books. Primary information you find in these though is kind of circuitous and doesn't really describe the organization in great detail. Other than it's a bunch of death worshippers that uh, that are following Tarbafon or did follow Tarbafon before his um, inevitable or not inevitable, but his eventual uh, imprisonment in Gallowspire. So you know that they still worship or follow Tarbafon, and. You know that their bases of operations are in Usulov and in Geb. Okay. But that's about it that you get hmm. for the Whispering Way. You do find some very inter interesting information, though, about the wolves of the Shutterwood. And I think this is because, again, Ikmer is kind of bringing, like, along with the occultism books, he's bringing some, like, field guides or he's using his knowledge local. And he's like, this looks interesting, this journal. So he's bringing this information to you. You actually find out the names of all of the clans. Hell yeah. That's great information. What do we got? So you find out that uh, one of the clans is called the Dorzanevs, D-O-R-Z-H-A-N-E-V-S. Uh, they're colloquially known as the Broken Ones. And you know that these lycanthropes kind of settle in remote or isolated territories they tend to live in small communities near the woods edge. And they're usually like simple farmers or trappers. Uh, they're one of the less powerful werewolf clans in the Shutterwood. They're also physically smaller than the other tribes. So it's interesting. They transform into red wolves, which are smaller than the, the other shades and, and, and smaller than you guys experienced uh, like the, the werewolves that were transforming into dire wolves, uh, much smaller than that. You also... Wait a minute. How big is Ikmer? Ikmer transforms into a medium-sized... Um, like, he remains medium-sized when he transforms. Okay. So he doesn't turn into a dire werewolf like the ones that you uh, encountered so far. Which actually brings you to the Volensang wolves, or the colloquially known as the primals. Uh, they are the smallest of the Shutterwoods tribe in numbers, 
but they're also the most homogeneous. They're uh, they're all descended from an ancient Kelid tribe that once inhabited the lands before they were driven out by invading Verizians. Uh, the guide says and estimates that about only about 30 of them are left. Uh, you think that this number might actually be smaller if what that wolf said to you is true and their leader, Kvalkasain, was killed. Yeah, these guys kind of sounded like uh, purists that didn't, like, and they, they want to keep uh, a certain genealogy very, very pure. Yeah, they're kind of like a rare breed, and they're very different to what you would find in the populace of Ustalov. Right, Kelids are are kind of like from up north, like kind of Norse Vikingish type people. Uh, so it's a little different than your average wolf. Um, you learn about the prince's wolves. These are basically skips that chapter. Verisian werewolves uh, with ties to the Zarni crime family. You actually learn that they were created as part of Prince Andriatus Verholt's efforts to rid the land of the agents of the Whispering Tyrant centuries ago. Of the wolves of the Shutterwood, the Prince's wolves maintain the tightest pack structure and spend much of their time traveling in small family groups. You know that the members of the prince's wolves when they transform have brown or gray fur. Okay. Which brings us to the Mordrenacht or the silver hides. They're known as the silver hides for their gray white fur and are more aggressive than the broken ones, but are probably the most composed and subtle of the tribes. The key important piece of information you find is that the Mordrenach rarely form standard packs, instead living most of their lives as solitary individuals or lone wolves. Only in times of great importance do they unite and form organized packs. They've been the most successful at blending with normal humans and living within their communities. And then... You have the final group, the Ozians, or the Devil Wolves. You know that they're the smallest and most recently formed pack in the Shutterwood, and they're an amalgam of newly afflicted lycanthropes, whose pitiful existence is typically scorned by most natural werewolves. They also contain exiles from other tribes, and you know that they all worship either the infernal Duke Os, the Duke of Claws, or the demon Lord Giselda, mistress of the Hungry Moon. They're noted as the fastest growing of the Shutterwood packs. Wow, that's a huge amount of exposition. Um, hey, you, you did yeah. a lot of damage to the library. No, that's... I, I mean, I... I I, I, this is great. This is all really good information. Um, I guess as Matumbe is reading this, he's kind of relaying this information 
to Ikmer and maybe a little out of order here. He talks about um, the Durzanevs, Volensang, the Morjanak, Silverhides, and the Oceans, uh, the Devil Wolves. And he saves the Prince's Wolves for last. That's the last, maybe that's the last one he comes upon. And when he finishes reading about the Prince's Wolves, um, he's going to turn to Ikmer and say, Ikmer, these Prince's Wolves. These same ones that you've been in contact with, the, the Zani, Akani friends. Interestingly enough, it seems that they were formed to rid this world of the Whispering Tyrant himself, who is venerated by the Whispering Way. It seems your connections are very relevant to what's going on around here. Ikmer does a double take around, make sure that no one else is there or possibly listening and agrees by like through nodding and says, yeah, I mean that from my understanding of them, I, I, they are on the, well, they're, they're really good people, people and beings. And so it, people with a purpose, it seems your people were meant to fight this enemy that we all share today. Yeah, I, I mean, that's exactly what I was trying to say. And it's, I, I really want to do be able to do that as well. And they could really help us. And the, the more that we could use our my my connections i think we can do a lot with it and so if we could further pursue that you know just you know so nobody else but it's yeah nobody else knows we should do we should do that i wonder if we meet more of these tribes we can unite them against this whispering tyrant in the whispering way there seems to be some troublemakers among these tribes but not all of them seem Evil or malicious, they just need a leader. Uh, and that, that's exactly what I was really, really broken over when when Kavilk seen well when we heard that she she died because she she, she was so nice when when we saw her uh, when I saw her and so uh, I I I'm just I'm just worried about how uh, how to be able to do that and and you know keep keep everything well keep from a different tribe with different motives uh, uh, coming to power you know indeed uh griffin this this research would have taken all day correct yep so oh he's coming down Ikman is coming down hard <laughs> so so maybe we start seeing um the the light get a little dimmer outside. Um, notably, we can't see the sunset. I believe yeah, as established in previous episode. Um, <laughs> but we should know that it's getting late, and Matumbe is going to look up. Uh, it seems time has gotten away from us, Sigma. Perhaps we pick this up again tomorrow. There's plenty more I want to learn before we face our foes. Let's go see what the ladies have uncovered today. Maybe they've had as much success. With the other denizens of this lodge, as we've had, uncovering the secrets in this library. You know, I also want to see that that logbook too. We got to look at that before bed. And I think I want to go back in time 
because you guys talking did not take eight hours. Um, so I want to let you guys do a little bit of sleuthing of your own. So we head back to Eclipse and Freya, and you just had this conversation. Where are you heading? Well, they gave us a nice lead on getting some more information about uh, kind of the interesting times that are going on with the wolves. So I think Frey would be interested in going to try to find Delgros to get more uh, info from him. Sure. Yeah, Eclipse would be all about that. From the layout that Bellic had given you, you know that Delgros kind of hangs out in his pens. Unfortunately, you also know that Delgros took Silas on a hunt today. Darn it. Well, do we want to go check out the hedge maze then? (laughs) That was the other thing that they told (laughs) us to do. You certainly could. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Oh boy. I knew these two characters were getting close. Oh yeah. Eclipse insisted on them sleeping together. Is there is there a logbook for uh if the hedge mage is being used at the moment? Uh just so that one one That's actually is, the logbook yeah. that is getting. Okay. Oh, <laughs> everybody that comes to the lodge uses the hedge maze. So every name should be in there. Um why do only two people go into the maze at a time? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys head outside and you head to the hedge maze. And as you exit the front door of the lodge to go around the building, you see Delgros and Silas coming back. It's weird because it's way too early for a hunt to be over and they look visibly frustrated. And you can kind of overhear a conversation happening, the gist of which is the woods were silent. There was nothing out there that we could find. And like, they're kind of going back and forth about like, oh, well, where should we try next? Like, you know, we can go X place tomorrow, da, 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 da. But it seems like they weren't able to even find any game wherever they went. Um, I feel as though this is unlike the situation where it was two fl- a flirting couple. Eclipse would feel comfortable going up and talking to these two and interrupting their conversation. Um, so she would walk up to them and say, Hey guys, what happened? You're back really early. Is Like, what's going on? Not a good hunt? No game in the woods. It was a real bad time. Sorry again, Silas. I'm usually good at at least picking the good spots for us to go, but I've never seen the woods this quiet. There's got to be something happening. I uh, I agree with you. Um, I think that... I mean, we could try to go again tomorrow, but... Maybe we just give it some time here and... Wait for it. What do you think's causing it? For my money, 
It's gotta be the wolves. You've heard of them. You went with us to... to check on that stag. I heard snippets about what happened. We've been on our guard. Especially me taking the maybe less prepared members of the guests at the lodge to, to hunt. I've just never seen it like this. It's only only been this way for maybe a day or two. And even before that, it was a little bit quiet, but you could find stuff. How long have you been in the woods? Like, you said you've never seen this before, so how, what is your experience? They've been working for Askinor for ten years. You must have heard some stories, or have some theories about what's causing the wolves to act so strange. I think there's some kind of strife happening between the packs. Something's gone wrong. Especially when Durston came back with that, uh, that tall tale of wolves coming at him and killing his men. And he said you were there. What was the truth in that? What oh. did they say? Oh, yeah. Wolves definitely killed his men. Um, that's 100% true. We saw them and barely made it out alive. He's got quite a mouth for telling stories. But he might not have exaggerated that much. I'm surprised we made it back. He said it was twice the size of a man, this wolf. Had to be one of the Volensang wolves. Definitely. It was as big as a dire wolf. Those primals are probably the closest clan to us, but... They generally keep their distance. Sometimes move around the woods. Haven't had much trouble with them. How much longer do you think this unrest will go? Do you think they'll solve it quickly amongst their packs? Really depends on what's causing it. I've never experienced this in in the past ten years. I don't really know what could potentially be causing infighting or or outfighting or anger against Askinor or uh, each other or excessive hunting. Usually the game's plentiful, but it's all either been hunted or or it's moved on. You know, animals, they've got a sense about them. Sense for danger. Sense something's gone amiss. Maybe they could tell before it was upon us. Well, clearly something's going on out there. Are you planning on waiting for it to all blow over? Or are you going to do something about it? There's not much I can do by myself. I, I, I'm hoping to lay low. I don't really want to take on <laughs> any more than one wolf I don't think I could handle. And even one. I mean, you've seen them. Those primals there. Well, they're more than a match for a man. I'm I'm a bit worried. I'm thinking I might have to um, postpone some some of our hunts if we if we start having more 
collisions with the wolves of the Shadowwood. Does the Lodge have any understandings with any of these packs? Any shared hunting grounds or areas you're not allowed to go? Not as far as I know. Um, I mean, each each clan kind of has their their boundaries in the woods, but staying within a half a day's journey of Askinor generally keeps you out of them. As far as understandings, I wasn't a part of any, if any were made. You'd have to ask Estovian for that. I mean, he's been the warden of the lodge for longer than I've worked here. Don't know how much he knows about current affairs, though. He doesn't really get out too much. Well, understanding where the lodge stands within all this might help. Maybe there's something we can do to make sure your lodge is still profitable and the force goes back to normal. I mean, I'd think finding out the source of the conflict would probably be top priority if you're looking to gather information. I don't know if you've heard anything that I haven't. Well, how do you suggest us finding the source of a conflict between wolves without getting hurt? You're adventurers. I imagine you could handle a few wolves. You look to be about level seven. Freya, in her mind, without saying this out loud, is thinking that a lot of this conflict is spurring from uh, them trying to figure out a new leader for all of the packs, um, just based off of the previous information that our group has gotten. Yeah, like the info Ekber got. Yeah, uh, but she's not wanting to share that uh, with everybody at the lodge and appear too close to these wolf packs. Uh, So she won't actually give that information, but she'll take that into account as she's uh, having this conversation. Is there anything else I could help you ladies with? Otherwise, I'd like to wash off, especially before dinner. Thank you for your insight. Been very helpful. Not a problem at all. Come to me if you have any other questions about the woods. I've been in them for a long time. Thank you. I really appreciate any help you can give us. And he would head out, presumably to go bathe. But Silas would stay behind. And he'd look at the two of you and say, I saw you were eyeing up the, the maze. It's relatively private, and I have a private matter I'd appreciate discussing with you if and Silas is packing <laughs> you look down to his riding pants bulge at a point <laughs> that drop was not needed at this moment um, this, there must be a discrepancy in the log three people are checking into the maze at one time <laughs> I think we need to investigate immediately. 
It's one of the more private areas. I don't think we'll be overheard. Gossip does seem to travel fast. We can find a secluded place. And she'll follow to the maze. Okay. So he kind of walks and talks with the two of you. Delgros brought something to my attention that I am curious about. You see, he said that you had used, uh, when he saw you when you first got here, that he saw you use an invitation. A blood-stained invitation. What do you know of my friend Etchmore Draven? The man who was supposed to be occupying your room. So, unfortunately, we don't have great news. Uh, all we know is that he is dead. We're sorry for your loss. How, how did he die? What was that spider thing called again? Grub girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a weaver worm. We found his. We found him in a weaver worm den. We almost fell prey to the same creature. She was very strong. I'll have to send someone to recover the body. I'm. He was a. He was a good man. He was a good friend. I thank you for being honest with me. I appreciate it. And he looks kind of sullen. You didn't have him to bring any of his um, personal belongings back, did you? Did we forget to pilfer the bodies? No way. No, I imagine you guys would have, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I don't remember anything specific. Yeah. No, but if Same. you, like, pilfered yeah. the stuff, yeah, you probably have, like, his... There's almost no way Eclipse did not. I think he had the Ring of Featherfall. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Did he also have a bunch of gold on him, too? Yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Don't mention that. No, we, yeah, we uh, only found one ring. Only, only the ring. Yeah, we can give that over. Well, this dude's, this dude's nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it as you guys like, you know, Actually, took his belongings I, I, in a respectful I, I, I manner. Yeah, took oh, his belongings oh no. in a respectful <laughs> manner. I'll I'll play it off like that. Um, yeah, we um. We did take some of his belongings um, as we were trying to figure out more about him when we saw the invitation. And um, we found, you know, we have some of, his, some of his stuff. Are you looking for anything in particular? 
No, I was just thinking that if if the weaver worm is as gruesome as you say, is that I might be able to, um, well, just pay homage to him with his personal effects and not um, go back and bring back a desiccated, horrible husk of what he used to be. Yeah, that makes sense. He was avenged, though. That one won't be bothering anyone again. Well, thank you for that. Uh, for that, I... It makes me feel better that you have taken care of this problem, that no other travelers will have to deal with it. The people in, in this place are... Not always as they seem. Uh, I'd like to dive into that a little bit more. Um, what do you mean? Many seem much like complacent nobles, and they seem to rest here, um, have nothing interesting about them, but I know that some of them have sordid pasts that are not um, maybe in the public spotlight. Anyone in particular we should watch out for? I wouldn't get caught up in Durston's bullshit. He's maybe the least innocuous of the group, but or the most innocuous of the group, but it's dangerous to do what he does. I'll say that. I mean, you don't want to get caught up in werewolf hunts and all this not in their territory. That Ostovach is certainly more than he seems to the Marquisa. Well, he seems like a lover. What more? If you pick that up, then that's what most of us are feeling. But we've never caught them in the act. They said they like to frequent this maze. Yeah, that would explain why the grass is so sticky. Oh, Christmas. You, you actually beat me to that joke. <laughs> I was going to say the grass crunches as you walk. <laughs> um, I would be remiss if I didn't ask, what exactly are you doing here? I don't believe the bullshit that you're telling people like you, like you need the rest. Your adventurers, you pop a scroll of restoration, be fine. Rest isn't why you've come here. I can tell that. Freya is gonna uh, do a sense motive. Sure. Remember, said I'm gonna just do these for everybody because it's kind of the point of this adventure. Uh, so that's a. 23. He seems interested in um, in a way that he, I think, 
giving him the information about his friend, he seems, although sullen, to have warmed up to you a bit. And I think he wants to help is kind of the gist you're getting from his probing. Okay, so he's not just a uh, gossip that wants to spread information about us. He's actually... No, and I think that's the gist you got from him in the beginning, right? When he was like, don't talk too loud in front of the fireplaces. People are going to hear you. Since we're in a secluded place currently, uh, Frey will give him a little bit of truthful information about what we're doing. I have to say, like, out of character, I'm a little baffled that people think adventures aren't human still or like you know real people still and that they all that they are 100% adventuring all the time that that just feels weird I think the disconnect is like why would you go to a hunting lodge as an adventurer because like the shit adventurers get up to is much more exciting than hunting and like you can relax better almost anywhere else gotcha okay I guess I can see that I just was I was like this is like a yeah. mix Papa of the two, and move like, on. It's 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 gotta appear a little differently, right? Like you gotta think like this is like a resort almost. It's a lodge. So if you were to go a re- to a resort in real life with like a rifle and like a bunch of like gear and rations on your back, that would look really strange. Yeah. But that's exactly what we did. Yeah, and and I think the point I'm trying to make here is that like you guys fought a fucking aberrant Promethean three or four days ago. <laughs> like, how is hunting even grizzly bears going to be exciting for you guys? Like, I feel like the people here, yes, they come to relax, but they also come for the excitement of hunting, and I think that's where the disconnect is. Like, why would adventurers ever do this? Yeah, we're pro skiers on the bunny hill exactly to, to relax. Okay. I guess I can buy that now. All right, so Freya will share some more information, but first she wants to know kind of where he's at. So she'll ask, Have you heard of the Trial of the Beast? Has that news made it out here from Leopardstead? Unfortunately, no, I haven't. I didn't even, I mean, <laughs> I care more for the news in Sternadai than in... Lipidstat, if I'm being honest. I don't keep a finger on the pulse. Well, there was a poor man, or creature, who was being taken advantage of. There's a group called the Whispering Way, and we don't know exactly what they were up to, but they were making him take the fall. They had control of him and his whole, his father's castle. We think they maybe came here. That's interesting. I think that, um, I'll tell you this. I have not seen any new arrivals besides the people currently staying here so 
I have my doubts that uh, the nobles here are a part of such a nefarious organization. But I will tell you this. You should talk to Cayenne, the stable master. She will know at least the comings and goings here. And she's not so far up anyone else's ass, pardon my French, that uh, I would be worried about her answers. I think she'll give it to you straight. I think it's part in my Galtic. Pardon? (laughs) Yeah, part of my Galt. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know if that's a language, but I guess that makes sense. Thank you for being honest with me. We'll definitely have to get some more information from her. One more piece of advice. I'd be careful in the woods. There's a lot going on, and we don't fully understand it. We could get caught in a nasty battle. Hopefully I'll be able to handle myself, but I appreciate that. Also, please take this. Thank you for being honest with me and bringing some of my friend's effects back. Um, he hands you guys um, 2,000 gold. What? Oh. This man is carrying <laughs> up, I think. We, uh, we flash back to Ikmer and Matumbe in the library, and Matumbe's flipping through pages, wearing the Ring of Feather Fallen. That's uh, that's like a Super Bowl ring, <laughs> covered in <laughs> gems and shit. And they're just reading. And then we're back. <laughs> <laughs> if you find yourselves in need of an ally here, I'm not the biggest gossip, but I do have a good bit of information. And I can help point you in the right direction. I've stayed here many times in the past. And I know many of the people here. Don't get caught up in the fluff. You should be able to find what you're looking for with research and with asking the right people. And I also need you to finish your drinks because I'll see you next week. Oh, I knew it. 